So I'm glad that some of you actually did wait for me. Um, the rest of everybody else outside is probably going to miss out. I know what you're thinking. I'm going to talk about cybersecurity, and I'm going to scare you with loads of headlines. I'm going to talk to you about major nation states hacking into banks and stealing money. Also, I'm from McAfee, so you're all thinking that I'm going to put a slide showing you the growth of malware. There you go. Right. Okay. Okay, so there's your slide about the growth of malware. But actually, I think we've got it all wrong as an industry. I tell people I work in cybersecurity, and they talk to me about how slow their computer's running. And yet, the reality is, is that this only tells part of the story, because the truth is, cybersecurity is a technology discipline, and it's the most important thing there is. Here's actually a quote taken from the weekend of WannaCry. And those of you that remember WannaCry will remember the lack of sleep. And I remember when the attack actually occurred, I was receiving about 400 messages an hour. And my daughter says to me, Dad, I can't wait to get 400 messages an hour. And like, the reality is, is that the impact of WannaCry resulted in people not getting patient care. And I actually saw this firsthand because I was actually visiting somebody at Hammersmith Hospital in London while they were disabling all Wi-Fi, all internet access. And I actually saw the impact that it had on patients not getting access to the outside world. And when we talk about cybersecurity, one of the things we try to do is determine the impact. And of course, there's a huge financial impact in the theft of intellectual property. This is actually taken from a CSIS report who calculate that the economic impact of cybercrime is about 1.6% GDP. Now think about that for a second. That results in the loss of jobs. That impacts you, that impacts your family, that impacts the economic future of entire nations. And yet, we still talk about malware as the issue. And of course, personally, as you can tell, because I'm from London, I woke up on the morning of Brexit wondering how on earth we voted to leave the European Union. And it wasn't actually for a couple of months after that we began to understand that potentially this entire vote was manipulated. In fact, a foreign nation state used social media to spread misinformation and propaganda to get an entire nation to leave the European Union. And just yesterday, I was, at the, I was actually at the commission briefing them about a misinformation campaign focused by Russia targeting the European parliamentary elections. And this is happening today. The reality is, is that we have kind of created an industry which talks about malware and growth and APT 47 or whatever number that is, and yet we've forgotten the impact of the work that we do and the importance of the work that we do is considerably deeper than what we've discussed today. You know, I've now got two of these wireless devices on me. And I jokingly asked, I said, it wasn't made by Google, was it? But in a way, there's a tongue-in-cheek moment to this, because every time you leave the door of your home, you're monitored, information is captured about you. Every time you switch on a device, 
every single one of your preferences are captured, and now we're putting these devices into our own home. And I would argue that failure for companies to not begin to address security and privacy will be catastrophic. This is actually the result of a major campaign called hashtag delete Facebook. I'm guessing, did anybody actually retweet or tweet something similar to this? Because during, actually, I, which breach do we want to talk about? But during all of the multiple scandals associated with Facebook, there was a delete Facebook campaign, which interestingly didn't trend on Facebook, but was trending on other social media platforms. And people were so upset about what Facebook have done or what they didn't do enough of, that it was trending higher than the hashtag MeToo campaign. This is the world that we live in, in which information about you is so tailored and so captured, it can sway your vote. And even in your own home, information about you is captured every single day. So this is a smart meter. And does anybody have a smart meter in their home? I'm guessing in the Netherlands, I think it's I think most of the homes in, in the Netherlands actually have a smart meter. Now, this particular device in your home will capture information about everything that you do, all of your electrical devices. It's called non-intrusive activity load monitoring. Now, the remarkable thing is, is that it can tell when you're home. So as you can see at this particular instance, it can tell that you start to cook dinner about eight o'clock in the evening. It can tell when you're out. But not only that, it can tell when you make a cup of tea or the fact that you're on the treadmill at 11 o'clock. Now, all of a sudden, the utilities that, you, that provide you electricity have the ability to be able to tell that you're doing exercise when maybe you should be, you should be off sick for a couple of weeks. They now have access into our homes. And what's worse is in this particular example, if you reduce the polling interval to about two seconds, they can even tell what movies you're watching. And so you can imagine a world in which you're watching episode six of Game of Thrones two weeks before it comes out, and you get a knock at the door, and they say, you say, how did you find out? And they say, well, actually, because we were monitoring your smart meter. And law enforcement are using electricity records to identify people that are growing marijuana, for example. So this is not completely far-fetched, we can absolutely anticipate this world to happen. And generally speaking, when you notify companies that there's a vulnerability in their product, it's not generally positive. But there are some examples where it is. BoxLock was a company that we notified. This is a company that have a IoT-connected padlock. And really rather remarkably they were using Bluetooth low energy and in Bluetooth low energy we were able to unlock the padlock without any form of verification or validation. Within eight days of notifying BoxLock they went out, they patched and they fixed the solution. Now I've been doing this job for a long time. I had black hair when I started this job or this career. And I'll tell you, in all of my time, I've never had one company deal with a vulnerability like this company. All of the other ones we've had have generally been, in most cases, quite difficult. 
And I would argue that we need to start to applaud companies like this rather than burying companies like this. So if you jump on, jump on social media later or you're looking for a smart connected padlock, this is a great company. They fix their security, solution, their security vulnerabilities and they remediate it as quickly as they can. And we have to begin to do this quicker and faster. Now, if I was to ask you which countries are exploiting these vulnerabilities, which nations are these nation states, you're going to name countries with red flags, right? You're going to name Russia or China or others. But the reality is, is that cyber warfare, and it is cyber warfare, and I hate to use that term, but cyber warfare, everybody's doing it now. What you've got here is a map of customers. Customers of two commercial firms, both of which produce offensive cyber warfare tools, malware or spyware. And what you'll see is their customers, they're not the big nations that we read about. They're small countries, well, relatively small countries. The likes of Mongolia, do you ever anticipate Mongolia to have a cyber warfare division? Because they're buying tools. Turkmenistan, Malaysia, Nigeria, Gabon. We have to accept the fact that digital warfare is more cost effective, it has non-repudiation, and it has the ability to be able to monitor citizens all across the world. <clears throat> We uncovered a recent campaign being run by a group called the Sun Team, and they were tracking North Korean defectors through mobile surveillance tools. What do you think will happen to those people if they have this spyware installed on their device and it's tracking what they're doing or who they're talking about? You know, I've said cybersecurity is the most important thing of our society because it literally is life and death for some individuals. And the world that we live in today is becoming more connected. You know, I saw a ridiculous proof of concept about an internet-connected pregnancy test. Almost everything you can think of is going online. <clears throat> you know, we used to be able to have privacy in our own home. You could close the door and know that you were <clears throat> not being monitored, not being watched. Nothing was, no information was being collected about you. And yet, today, we go out and buy devices that are, have microphones always listening. We have televisions that even when you disable the microphone capability, still listen to the conversations that you have in your home. And I, I remember when I started in my career, we had one modem in our home that was only connected to the internet like an hour or two a day. And now I've got 65 devices in my home sitting and collecting information about me or my children. And that's great because it enables us to be enables so many more services and so many more features. But the concern that I have is that 
cybersecurity isn't being taken as seriously as it should do. And the net result of all of this is we have headlines like this. This was our research into a campaign being run by a nation state to target the Winter Olympics. And, and to be honest, I could have picked 10, 15 examples for you. I could have shown you examples where power grids were taken out. I could have shown you where banks were hacked. I could have shown you where elections were swung. But I chose this one because it really goes against the spirit of what the Olympics are, which is you know, generally a good spirit. But in this example, a nation state targeted 337 organizations associated with the Winter Olympic Games. They then proceeded to gather information and intelligence, pretending to be the counter-terrorism units. And they extracted all of this information for an economic advantage for that nation. My ask of you is this, for those of you that did bother to stay, <laughs> we have to do better as an industry. Our industry focuses on things like malware or viruses or Trojans. And you know, if you've ever had tried to have a conversation with somebody about the work that we do, they get lost. We have all of these terms that nobody truly understands, and yet cybersecurity is the most important thing for our society. Our children are now going online, are communicating with complete strangers. The economic value of, or the, the economy generally absolutely depends upon this. And as you've seen with the votes like Brexit or the 2016 presidential election, literally our democracy is being targeted. My ask of you is very simple. We as an industry, we as a society, need to start demanding better security, better privacy, or not even that, but better digital trust in all of the devices and all of our interactions. And if you're not happy with the way an organization is doing, or treating you, or handling your data, or handling the data of your children, say no. The market will dictate whether we have trust in the future, because if we don't, that's not a world I want to live in. Thank you.